Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Valentino. The Martin Day Cupid. And I just want to say one thing. Happy Valentine's Day. Every day the 14th. I don't think y'all heard, man. I just want to say happy Valentine's Day. Hello, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Tuesday, February 14, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Hope your Valentine's Day morning is off to a great start. Should be great weather today, but it's all rain and dark storm clouds over Scoot's head. Come into the office, come into the studio this morning. He says, least favorite day of the year. Hate today. I hate it. What do you hate about it? I, just, I mean, I go on this same rant every year, so you all should know by now. But yeah. it's just, I just, I, the thought of having one day to show your love is just, it's so stupid for me. It's not one day to show your love. It's, yeah. a, it's a reminder for people that suck at loving their significant other. It's, that's all it is. Scoots, in, in human society, we sometimes create days that just get you out of the minutiae. Out of yeah. the ordinary. Break routine. And, and, they, and they, they don't have to be anything special. Sure, it doesn't but it's have to not be a... anything over the top. But it's a day that just we we differentiate, differentiate as different from another. It's just a different day. And today, it's like a theme day. It's like, a, you know, theme parties, all that when you were younger. Today's theme is just love, hearts, candy, unhealthy food, relationships, maybe a little intercourse. You never know. <laughs> Never know. You never know. It's Valentine's Day. I think you take it too seriously. No, no, I mean, at the end of the day, I really don't. I just, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I just, if if we're going to, I'm fine with the the change of everyday life and, and throwing some curveballs in there, but make it a federal holiday. Give us it off, you know? Well, you can only have so many federal holidays, but I'm I'm all for that. We should. Americans work too hard, by in large part. If, large, if we're going to have Valentine's Day, let's give everybody off, and that way we can show our love for 24 hours. You're saying if you you need to get off to get off to get off. <laughs> <laughs> Roush, how's your Valentine's Day? You're you're more rainbow sunshines on a day like today. You you, you get into the spirit. 
Uh, yes and no. Uh, I'm mostly in the spirit right now. Uh, shout out to Frank for not waking up 1,700 times last night, so feeling refreshed. Um, but the one, the one downside is like now it's fun because I can do little. You know, you can make a card with the kid, right? Like, mm-hmm. You know, you do put your heart, your glitter, you know, all that stuff. That stuff's fun, but it's also can be a race against time. You know. Trying to, because it, it takes a while to do all that stuff. Um, I, it is fun to go to Kroger and watch like the mad dash of, you know, day of folks like myself. But it's like, all right, uh, pick out which flowers for mom. You know, like it's, it's fun and it's also hilarious because it's there's only pressure to per- perform and like be nice on Valentine's Day when you're dating. You think so? Yeah, I mean... We'll, we'll say happy Valentine's Day to each other, but for the most part, it is just Tuesday and maybe some chocolate. But no, like special meal. No, no, no. Rouse, no how many times? Desserts. How many times a year you buy flowers for Brooke? Uh, probably like uh, four, give okay. or take. That's a lot more than I was expecting. Yeah. We're, we're a flower family. We just have a rotating flowers in our house, so. Mine's more frequent, but I like flowers, so usually just getting it for myself more than <laughs> more than like a romantic gesture. But we're a flower household. Flowers smell nice. Yeah, nice they look have, good. Nice to have living things. Yeah, in the house. Okay, uh, we do we do a nice di- like we cook a nice dinner. Mm. Like I think we're we're doing fillets for tonight, which we're, which we're excited about. What time? Um, we are uh, making up for our New Year's dinner because we somehow. Sc- mess this up and I, it's why we haven't won the lottery because uh, scoots you know this you got to eat sauerkraut to have good luck in a new year we That's never true. ate our sauerkraut so sauerkraut and pork chops tonight how romantic what time oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> the, the smells i asked you what time as well uh, got a response from neither Why don't well, you come on, roush, come on was, by. roush was talking I, i'm trying to determine which sounds better what? Filet or sauerkraut? Yeah. A big sauerkraut, sauerkraut is an aphrodisiac, right? Yeah. yeah. No <laughs> way. Yeah. It's no one, way. It's one of Germany, like, Germany's uh, favorite aphrodisiac. Just like uh, what, what is it? Clams, oysters, oysters. oysters yeah. yeah. Which how? Oysters and sauerkraut. <laughs> is sauerkraut really an aphrodisiac? <laughs> Do you like sauerkraut? I love sauerkraut. Well, Maybe explain why you're so horned up all the time. Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just making that up. I don't. I don't believe it is. Uh, let's let's look up aphrodisiac. There's no food. way, no way. Artichokes. Yeah. I'll just say if you like them or if you don't like them. Artichokes. No. When you have it with like spinach and cream cheese. Artichokes are gross. Asparagus. Uh, yeah. Yes, I like asparagus. Yeah, That's an aphrodisiac. Asparagus. It sure is. Really? Chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody likes chocolate. By the way, Scoots, gotta get a donut. I'm getting a little Valentine's Day treat. I'm gonna get one. Okay. Don't you worry. Figs. What? Figs. Like fig newtons? Yes. Uh, sometimes. They say God hates figs. <laughs> oysters. Yes. Love oysters. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not like, like, I, I like them for the once a year that I have them. But I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, a, oh, I got, I got a real hankering for oysters. But if you get them baked, too, there's some of those fancy restaurants that'll like, Rockefeller? bake them and put, yeah. Them Rockefeller? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love oysters. I'd rather have them raw than Rockefeller. Uh, spicy. Wait, what's the difference between raw and Rockefeller? Rockefeller, they're like baked, yeah. Yeah, Rockefeller, it's they put like a cheese on top of it. Yeah, that's the stuff. Raw cheese and the garlic and stuff. Yeah, there's like spinach base on it as well. Raw, you're literally just cracking that rock open and eating it. Yeah, 
Those well, are good. Well, well, I'll stick it on the cracker and do yeah. the hot sauce. Horseradish, yeah. yeah. All right, three more that I didn't know uh, that popped up on Google. Spicy chili peppers. What? Would that be like a jalapeno? It's a jalapeno chili pepper. That's weird that that's an aphrodisiac. Yeah, that is weird. Strawberries. I would have never thought huh. of this. Maybe like a chocolate-covered strawberry? That's Dang, romantic. That's, that's double-dipping, Ralph. And I'm not buying this one. Watermelon. Watermelon just isn't it like 99% water? <laughs> yeah. It's just just water, water. water and aphrodisiac. Flavored water. <laughs> uh, breaking news. Humans just naturally all horned up most of the time. <laughs> well, we're going to get into sports probably a little bit today. Maybe. Not sure exactly how much but we want to hear from you on the thornton's text line 502-414-1450 if you're trying to be mr valentine today or mrs valentine pop in the thornton's bring your bring your honey some donuts Ooh, those little heart donuts mm, yeah they've got uh they've got the fix and we've got some pink and red and white sprinkles over here on our donuts they've got them at thornton's pop in today ralph said tj does that look like you've got a coffee nope just a hot chocolate mm-hmm. uh, hot chocolate you can get everything at thornton's if you're not a refreshing rewards member sign up today they'll give you a drink and breakfast sandwich on the house and while you're at it text on into the thornton's text line wish us a happy valentine's day we do have trivia tuesday Woo-hoo! with the cats playing tomorrow we've got trivia to Trivia today. I've got a little spin on the trivia. Still the same general concept, but got a little twist. Uh, P. Diddy from the Big City gave me uh, a, a, some advice. Ooh. I thought it was a good idea. So I'm going to take it and put my own little TJ twist on it. And we're, we'll get to that in hour number two. But you, you fellas ready for some trivia today? Oh, yeah. It's Dick. also kind of exciting to break from routine ever so slightly and to have a Tuesday without Kentucky basketball. Like, I, I feel like... I, I hate it, for starters, but... Uh, for me, it's... I, I think I needed the other, like, an extra day to just not think about the Georgia... Like, it would be hard for me to get up for a Kentucky basketball game and believe that they could win if they played tonight. I think if I get another day, I can talk myself into them beating Mississippi State. But it's just... it's. Yeah, I get I get what you're saying, but that's not my my that's not going to change just in an extra day. Like I still expect Mississippi State to probably beat Kentucky. I don't think Kentucky gets this turned around. I hate being so pessimistic and sounding so negative. I just I, I that's the way, unfortunately, that I feel, and I hope so badly to be proven wrong on that gut instinct. That being said, I'll, I'll feel that way tomorrow too, and I'll and I and if the game was tonight, I'd feel that way tonight as well. Uh, but I I love just the way the Tuesday Saturday games break up the week. We'll be okay, obviously. Uh, it is Valentine's Day. There's we can watch a goofy rom rom com instead Ooh, of having to watch UK. I watched the uh, Jennifer Lopez one. Hey, Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, uh, that's on Amazon, and it is just as dumb, but also like had <laughs> what like is, what is it? Shotgun wedding? Yes. Yeah, yes. I thought it was good. Yeah, I had, I had three, maybe four moments that I actually like laughed out loud. Yeah, we're like, okay, if you can get me to audibly chuckle, like then that's that's a pretty decent. Yeah, it wasn't as funny as I was hoping it would be, but I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Jennifer Coolidge is in it. Yeah, she's, White Lotus star. she plays the uh, the mother-in-law of of Hannah Lopez. <laughs> but it, it's it's fun. Only an hour and forty minutes. Too. Yeah, it's yeah. a quick, easy watch. Um, it does have fun. a Rotten Tomato score of forty four percent. You got to quit looking at the Rotten Tomatoes, TJ. Well, but like th- those are people who like want like good movies. This is just like it's a cheap little rom com, fun, light. You know, fun people in it. I like the uh, the lady that plays. She was in uh, the Good Place as Janet. 
and she is uh, she's like the the hippie girlfriend of the dad. That's she's a fun character. This is a fun movie. Fun, fun and dumb. Fun little rom com. Oh, do you have a favorite rom com, Scoots? Who I know. Um, just friends, probably. Man, that is a that's a random. Like I, I would not have expected that. I uh, I used to watch the crap out of that movie. It's so funny. Just friends. I don't know if I've ever. Even, I mean, I'm sure is I've it, seen it. It's, it's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, it's, and he's he, like super fat. Oh yeah. my gosh! And then he hilarious. grows up and yeah. um, and is handsome. Like Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what was he in the friend zone? And then he tries yeah, to get out of correct. the friend zone. Yeah, it's a great movie. I bet he's successful. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. Well, that that's a uh, fever pitch is mine. Oh, okay. But that's the little Red Sox angle in it. The um, the proposal. So there we go. Back to Ryan Reynolds with uh, old Sandy Bullock when she's Sandy Bullock. when she's dancing to the window to the wall in the woods with Betty White. Like that's very funny, and the. Uh, the male stripper scene with Oscar from The Office is yeah. That's <laughs> what do you all like better? No strings attached or Friends with Benefits? Because they're basically the exact same movie and they came out in the same year and uh, even the exact same time. Well, one's one minute longer. I uh, the Ashton Kutcher one. So oh. which one was that? Uh, take a guess. <laughs> Friends oh. with Benefits, right? No. No, no strings attached. Yeah. No strings attached was the Ashton Kutcher. Did you see? I saw some clip on social media. He did an interview recently. He's like, yeah, well, then we basically did the same thing in real life. And we 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 both acted in that movie. And then the same we both did the same movies. And then we replayed it in real life. And now we're married. I don't think I've seen no strings attached. It's him and. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you've seen it. The though. Star Wars chick. I have seen Friends with Benefits. Do you have any Friends with Benefits? Not anymore. What? Mm. Used to. Are you no longer friends or there's no longer benefits? Uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's no. usually how it works. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're no longer friends. We still have the benefits, but we hate each other. <laughs> we, we really That'd be electric, really actually. Natalie Portman? She's in No Shrinks. Big, fr- uh, big she, fan of Natalie Portman. She's in Star Wars? Yeah, she was uh, Padme. For the first, uh, she marries Darth Vader. Bless you. I uh, I watched When Harry Met Sally for the first time recently, too. That's like the classic rom-com. M- much different. Like, rom-coms have evolved dramatically over the last 40 years. A lot more subtle back in the day. Oh, yeah? A lot more like subtle. like an old rom-com. Was- like when Harry Met Sally was in like 1980, I think. Oh, is that old? That yeah. In the 90s. Um, but it... Um, 1989. Okay, okay so yeah. pardon uh, oh, yeah, but you're right, 80s. Aside from the one scene where she's like uh, in the diner and she's like acting like she's faking uh, some 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 fun fun time. Uh, aside from that, like it's pretty much more subdued than like your 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 current day rom coms. I just googled best rom coms. Okay, your place or mine. I've never heard of. Never heard of that. No. It looks like it's a Netflix original. Okay. And then this one just popped up on Google. Popular rom-coms. Your place or mine? Megan, the new like Chucky movie. That's, what, what, how's, that, how's that a rom-com? Google, what the hell's wrong with you? Uh, Plane, which I, you know, I don't think that's a rom-com. No, the Google's algorithm's way off. Smile, here. that scary movie that came <laughs> out. That that I can confirm. I saw Smile. It is not a rom-com. Not a rom-com? Uh, not at all. So I'll, I'll have to do a little deeper research in the top rom-com. I will so so, do you remember the first time going to the movie theater with 
a girl or a I, group of girls? I do. Yeah. Which which flick was it for you? Uh, Elf, actually. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah. Second was Passion of the Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, My man. first one was, uh, was it dramatic. <laughs> what, what was that Tim McGraw movie? My Little Girl, where she had the horse. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Dude, it's what the hell. I mean, mine isn't great, but it's at least like a chick flick. Uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. There you go. You That's know, good. McConaughey, Kate, uh, whatever her name is, Goldie Hawn's daughter. I, well, I want to know more about My Little Girl movie. I don't know if I want to oh, know That's a great movie. Is the, is is the horse there, guy. Isn't there a song? Tim McGraw has My, My Little Girl My Little Girl. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah. he sang a song. They made a music video. They're like, you know what? Let's make this an hour and a half instead of three minutes. This is a great movie. Is it called Flicka? No. I thought it was My Little Girl. Okay. But I the My Little Girl movie was 1987, so I don't think it's that. Well, yeah, Scooch, you got to get to the bottom of what it, movie yeah. you first saw with a girl. Yeah, I'll find it. Yeah, Flicka is the first thing that you... Uh... How Maybe long was it was is a solid movie. Yeah, it's solid, solid chick flick. McConaughey and chick flicks are just golden. Yeah. It's a good recipe. Oh, Fool's Gold. That's actually one I haven't seen. I know the and premise. It's not a good one. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's... Scuba diving. Good, yeah. I guess Baby it was dudes. Flicka. So Flicka was the. Did you see Flicka too? No. Is there a two? Wow, I can't believe you didn't see. The maybe there, apparently fall. there is. Maybe maybe your brother's right. I knew do need to hit up IU girl. Uh, well, let's go see two. Flicka came out in two thousand six, and it got a Rotten Tomato score fifty four percent. I can't confirm or deny. I didn't watch much. Oh, not focused on the movie. No. I can't believe your first movie was Flicka. Flicka. With a girl, yeah. Right, right. But Whew, At man. least the first one I remember. I always hated as like a kid, like seventh, eighth grader, freshman in high school, like the, the concept of like, you got to make out in a movie. It's like, that's the last place I'd want to do. Like, everybody can see you. Oh, it's great. Like, yeah, but I get that it's dark, but like this idea that like you'd be sitting next to somebody and then your friends would be sitting next to people and then like all at the same time you just get into like a make Oh yeah, frenzy. yeah, that part is. I, I did not I never was a fan of that and didn't really ever actually like participate. It's a uh, it, an awkward like um what's the word for it? Like it's hard to it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it felt like it was like a stage almost. That like it was just the anticipation and expectations. Like, well, this goes against what it's supposed to be. Like, spontaneous. See, I'm the I'm the opposite. I thought there was a certain sort of uh, excitement about it. Like, oh, we're gonna get caught, get kicked <laughs> out of the movie theater. I remember I was a freshman one time, and like, you know, when you're younger, Roush, I'm sure you were in a similar boat. I'm not sure the dating scene in Pekin, but like, sometimes the older girls would be more. Um, Eager? Experience, eager, yeah, 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 yeah. Those are some words, and I, I think most guys that are listening to Kentucky Roll Call this morning know what I'm alluding to. So you'd hang out with them, or you'd kind of, but it would generally kind of be the ones like the older girls that would need to drop down to the lower league. You know what I mean? You, know, <laughs> you, you, you get what I'm picking up, right? I'm picking up what you're putting down. But I remember I was at a movie, and I don't remember the movie, but it was not a good one. And I was sitting next to this girl that I did not like, and she was wearing, like, fish leggings, and she was all, like, dolled up, and I just was probably in sweatpants and a hoodie. And I just, like, the movie was going on, and I don't know, we were, like, 10 to 20 minutes in, and she was like, well, are you not going to kiss me? And I was just like, 
Nope. I, I was like, it's too early in the movie. Like, let's, let's <laughs> it's too early in the movie. And like 30 minutes passed. And she's like, are you just, are you like too scared? And I was like, ah, I'm just not feeling it. And I was like, maybe I am too scared. I was just like, I'm not, I don't, there, it was a packed movie theater too. Oh, like, see. I'm not doing that here. Like, that's just so weird to me. It, Dixie Dozen was a gold mine because it was, it was always empty. Like, you weren't going to Dixie Dozen on opening night of, you know. Yeah. Like the the craziest movie theater experience I've ever had was showing up to watch a different movie the night uh, Get Rich or Die Trying came out, and it was mayhem in the lobby at Dixie Dozen. Um, there was a, a girl fight, uh, braids were being pulled out. It oh, was hey. it was chaos, chaos. Was that was it a Dixie Dozen that your mom came in and busted you? Yes, yes, oh, I got busted. No, yeah, at, at the the Dixie Dozen. That's one really? of my favorite Roush stories. He snuck into a movie and his mom caught him. Came yep, in, came yep. in. Busted his shops. The, I, got, uh, uh, I got busted at my girlfriend's house one time. That time I skipped cross country practice. Oh, what? You got busted yeah. that time. Oh yeah, my mom showed up at the door. She yeah. knew. Yeah. Oh, she was pissed. What'd she say? One of my best friends sold me out. Actually. What? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, let's hear the story, Scoot. I mean, that's that's really all I remember. I remember me and my girl at the time. We were. Uh, IU girl. Not IU girl, but my girlfriend at the time. We were. What's the best way to say this? We were passionate at the moment. Yep, and then, yeah, we got, heavy. A, we got a knock on the door, and sure enough, it was my mom. And I was like, uh, she was screaming my head off. Why aren't you at cross-country practice? I'm like, Mom, how'd you know I was here? Oh, Jake Jake gave you away. Oh, cool. Thanks, Jake. Uh, what? Gosh. Yeah, I was, I was in big trouble for that one. What a loser. Not you, Jake. Why would no you kidding. rat him out? Yeah, it's sh- shame on you, Jake. Yeah. Shame on you. I had a buddy who, like at 25, living at his own house, like kind of seeing a girl that's just in the talking stages, and her phone had died middle of the day, and her dad went over there, like banging on the door, being like, I knew that you all were on a date, I haven't heard from her, and... That was just like, I couldn't think of something more awkward. Like, if you're at 14 or something like that, that's a little different because parents are worried that you may be dead. Right. If you were at 24 or 25 and your parents were doing that, that's just... It wasn't like, you know, 12 hours had passed and it was 7 in the morning. Or you knew that they were going out of town. Like, it was like a big party weekend. And they they got lunch and, like, lunch went well. And they were hanging out and they went and got drinks afterwards. And it was, like, 4. And they were like, do you want to go watch a movie? Which, you know. And, like, it was like, well, you know, I hadn't heard from you in 5, 6 hours. You're on a date with somebody I don't know. It was wild times. Wild times. Don't be that parent. Unless, you know, again, they're 14 or 15. Yeah, I was 16, so I deserved it. Could you drive? Yeah. Oh, that's not good. If you can drive, like, you know, your parents just have to assume you're probably going to be out and about. Getting into some stuff. Yeah, out and about. All right, we're going to take our first break. It's Valentine's Day. We're having fun. We've got donuts. Go nuts. we got trivia coming up in hour number two. We can get to the Thornton's text line when we return. We need to also talk a little bit about some updates. John Calipari spoke on the Coaches Show yesterday. Mm-hmm. Wild stuff from him. This is Kentucky Roll Call, and we're going to be right back. T.J. Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kansas. When you look at me, oh, it's for the only one I see. Than anyone that you adore can love. 
Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Come gather around, people, wherever you roam. And admit that the waters around you have grown. And accept it that's Now that that rejoin made me think of him. To the bone. I was coming back to this regardless if of what the rejoin was. But Trevor was really mad yesterday. Oh, yeah, very. Holy smokes. It's almost like he's passing the blame off. It, his it, own team's gosh. ineptitude. I'll never forget. This is just like, you know, everybody's got core memories as we were talking. A lot of memories there in segment one on Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome back, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. I remember I was playing back. You remember the good old one-on-one days when mm-hmm. we were kids? You'd go to a friend's house. You'd play one-on-one. It was great. I was playing one-on-one against a buddy and I was probably in like second grade. I mean it was just probably enough it was probably hard enough as is just to be able to get the ball like to the basket. And playing maybe third grade, but playing one on one and I beat him. Uh it was a good game. It was close. It was competitive. And my mom picked me up and I was like getting in the car and he was like, Well we said we were playing to so and so and like he went and like shot a layup and he was like twelve to twelve and he went and shot another and he was like thirteen twelve I'm winning and I like as I was in the car getting away, and I was just thinking to myself, like, man, that's wild stuff. Like, that's not, you know, I wonder if he's going to go to school tomorrow and say that he won and one on one when he was scoring points when I was literally in the car leaving. I was like, that's just, that's real loser mentality. Even, even as like a second or third grader, I was like, that's that's some that's some issues there. And uh, I don't think I think like he was like I was just joking, but it was like, no, yeah, I could tell at the time you weren't joking. Point is, some people just can't process the fact that you got beat, that you lose. Mm-hmm. You just you get into a state of denial. Trevor is like he his shtick is that the Eagles have not lost the Super Bowl. The game isn't over because it was cheated, and that they need to replay the final like minute and forty seconds. So he's doing what Saints fans did in the NFC Championship game a few years back. Exactly. Except what like doing. they had like an actual. Like a legitimate gripe, whereas this is, eh, it's a, yeah. He, I mean, he held him. Was it a little ticky tack? Maybe, but like, yeah, there was a hold. He really hates that official. Yeah, he's like looked up his personal life. He's doing, he's doing some weird stuff. He's probably taking it a little too far. Like he like knows every call that he's ever made. Basically, he's like done research on bad calls that this person's made. Yeah. Which he's, he's not doing this stuff himself. He's just finding it on the internet from other people. But, Trevor, I've got some bad news. The Eagles did lose the Super Bowl. Yep, they lost. I don't like the call either, but your own player admitted it. I wanted to hear what he said about that. He was like, he's a gentleman. Of course he's going to admit it. <laughs> I was like, so he's admitting it. <laughs> it was a hold. I don't like it being called in that situation. I mean, but you did give up. Two touchdowns on the same play in back-to-back drives, just to the other side of the field. Like, blame yourself, Eagles. Blame yourself. I remember the call now, by the way, and it was a hold. I agree with it. Oh, you you do now remember the game? Yeah, I had to go Super, back. You remember the Super Bowl? I had to go Sunday. back and watch. Just that play. Did it ring a bell for you when it happened? Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, I, I remember this. I just to me, it wasn't all that egregious, so I don't. I didn't remember it. I thought it was the right call. I didn't know that's what we were going to be upset about. 
it was what everybody was talking about that night. As soon as it happened, you were like, oh, that that <laughs> controversial play call from the Super Bowl. But Trevor was entertaining, if nothing else. He said if he had gone to the Super Bowl, he probably would have been arrested for going after the official. Yeah. I was like, no, you Trevor, that yeah. official would have already been by the airport by the time you got to the concourse, yep. pal. Yep. I, uh, I talked to him last night, which turned out to be one of the best decisions I made yesterday, just to let him vent. It was, it was entertaining, but I was like, are you glad you didn't go now? And he was like, yeah. He was like, because I probably would have ended up in jail. I would have just beat the crap out of somebody. I was like, Trevor, I would have liked to see that. Yeah, exactly. Trevor, you're not <laughs> yeah. beating the crap out of anybody. Trevor, yeah. So he was sore for a week from walking to his car from Rep Arena. <laughs> so, I don't think you're in a fighting condition, bud. But he was he was feisty. He's in the feisty condition for sure. Uh, Mike Rutherford took a cheap shot at me. He said I was an official's whiner. If the officials Ouch. are bad, what am I? What I'm, I'm not allowed to comment on them. How would he know? He never listens to this show. Oh, good point. Good point. But I think he was talking more about my Twitter. Well, but like everybody should be an official whiner when it comes to college basketball refs. When I point out that they're bad every single game, which they are, um, pretty much just turn on a college basketball game. Yeah, and you'll I, see bad officiating. I don't frequently think that officials cost UK games. I will frequently make fun of officials for being bad at their jobs. It's entertaining. Yeah. It's it's worth it. Uh, there are times that a calls can cost my favorite team. That doesn't make me happy. Or so, maybe yeah, uh, generally we'll talk about it. Or maybe Duke. <laughs> You know, it's a real shame when officials cost them a game. Oh, man, you didn't see really. lost again last night. Yeah, and it wasn't really close. Like, they – I had the last, you know, no, 10 minutes on like, the same ballpark. I mean, they're very much in the same ballpark as Kentucky of just, like, are you a good team? Lost me, a, like it. lost me a bunch of money. Doesn't – oh, you Which, bet on the – I was li- I was live betting the crap out of UNC. Oh, man. Uh, you know what, though? I think in hindsight we might look back and really appreciate – what Hubert Davis did in year one, because that could just be fool's gold that keeps him around for a long time. I don't know. I mean, because he has the entire same team, Sands, Brady, Manic, and they, they're bad. It, just like they were last year until they got hot in the, in the tournament. You know what I mean? Like, they, they had a good two months under Hubert Davis, and it's going to buy him three more years than what it probably should. Because he did Man. in Coach K's career at – like, he beat him at Cameron in his last game, and then they ended Coach K's career in the Final Four. Like, Hubert Davis got off to the best start you possibly could by just being great for a very short amount of time. Yeah, but I feel like people know that, like, hey, you actually weren't that good last year. The title run, all right, we were willing, but you're preseason number one, and you may miss the tournament. Not that it's much better for Kentucky at this point, so I'm not going to make fun of too much. But I think UNC won't take – I don't think they'll let him be bad for long. Like, I, I think, honestly – the the bigger issue, and this is also very relevant to Kentucky, is that his 2024 class is looking like it's going to be number one in the country, at least where things stand right now. And, of course, Ian Jackson, who picked UNC over Kentucky, is the headliner for that class. They, they could be a situation where it's like, yeah, the results on the court, not amazing, but do we want to roll the dice and potentially – Get rid of this recruiting. Like, that recruiting class is probably going to keep him longer than yeah. results on the court. Well, and he would still, you know, you're an alma mater guy. You, you get some extra time. You get a little extra rope, too. I you mean, because, so? if, if, like, if Kenny Payne was anybody other than Kenny Payne, they would just fire this coach. Like, there would be no questions asked. 
Yeah, it's only the, because he I don't went think to U of L. Anybody besides Kenny Payne, they probably have more than three wins. Not to be it's, mean to him. Oh, uh, but that that is true. That is true. true. Um, which, <sighs> speaking of our friends, got to talk the about them. Got to talk about the cards. Some news that uh, Mike Rutherford broke yesterday afternoon uh, because he obtained an email that Josh Hurd sent two members of the 2013 Louisville basketball team. Said, you know what? We got our national championship banner taken down. We can't get that back. But I wrote a letter. I asked, and when we celebrate you off for the 10-year anniversary this year, this week, we're going to have a banner for you. It's not going to say national champs, but we got a banner for you. Number one coach's poll banner. 2013. Yeah, you did it. Credit to majority of you of all folks I saw. That were just like, this is not good. It's not good. Because it's not good. You shouldn't do it. You you got two decisions here. One, just don't do anything. Yeah. Don't do anything. Right. Or just put up a 2013 title banner. See, that's, that's the correct line of thinking because if you don't have the banner up, there's at least this mentality like, uh, the NCAA, they were out to get, like, you... That whole mentality, that energy they've kept up with, like, it happened, it was real. You're kind of taking it away by putting up some lame-ass banner in its place. Yeah, it's almost like admitting that, you know, like, yeah, we're, like, it's just remembering every. It's like remembering all the negativity when you put up this fake banner, where I would just be much more eager to, let's not do anything. Someday that banner's going to be back in the rafters, which I do think will be the case. Yep. And we'll we'll have the big ceremony, like we'll have the big re celebration then, like a real one, like a re- it'll be the real banner, it'll be a real re celebration, and we'll do it then. Now it's like, all right, we'll do this on Saturday, it'll be fun, and then someday we'll get the real banner back, and then we'll do it again, and it'll just be like, how many times are we going to celebrate a fake banner, a real well, banner, a kind of banner going up, going down? It is a good snip, way, snap, snip, snap, for them to remind fans to show up to. To the game on Saturday. I know they're really struggling to get any butts in the seats. So that's like, hey, you you remember these guys? You liked them? Why don't you come give them a round of applause? They'll get seven thousand instead of five. Woohoo! I bet they'll have a decent crowd there on Saturday. Uh, it, it's so again, they're hanging a banner up. Number one coaches poll twenty thirteen. It's what U of L says the NCAA will allow them to do. One of the reasons why U of L doesn't just hang up a NCAA championship banner, U of L can still get in trouble for doing that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they could be, they potentially couldn't host NCAA tournament events. You know, not just basketball, but across all other sports. It's best to be in compliance with the NCAA for a variety of reasons. That being said, if you just put up the 2013 national title banner, and then the NCAA came back and said, "All right, you're getting this, you're getting that." Watch the outcry from na- from everybody, like not just U of L fans, from even national media, being like U of L is getting punished because they put up a piece of cloth into the rafters. This is ridiculous. The NCAA would get hammered. Now is the time to push on the NCAA. Yeah. Now is the time to dare them to overextend their boundaries, which isn't really overextending. They have rules, but right now it's like the buffer zone time of NCAA rules don't matter. Let's push back on them. Mm-hmm. And instead, U of L is just like making up fake things. Uh, it's like when the Colts put up the, what was it, AFC Conference Champion was, Participant, Finalist. Yeah, yeah, AFC, AFC Championship Game Finalist. Game. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Um, it's still the lamest banner of them all is the Florida State one. 
from the COVID year. Yeah. Number four final ranking. Very lame. It's Florida State basketball. I don't, you know, they just they needed something from that year to get excited about or to celebrate, if you will. Very lame. Um, um, I don't blame Florida State so much. I do agree that it's lame. Like if a place like Kansas or UK or something yeah, did that, yeah. then you'd get scrutinized to Bolivia. But, but it's still a hilarious banner. Like just the visual of it. Very yeah. funny. This one will be just as funny, if not funnier. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll definitely look forward well, to some pictures. One thing that I, I did forget until – because there, there there's been so many Louisville basketball scandals. You just kind of – I, I forgot that the, the banners came down because of the Katina Powell stuff. Like, that's just hilarious. So, thanks for reminding me, Drew. And thanks to Josh Hurd for reminding me as well. Like, if you didn't do this banner stuff, then, you know, we – I would, I would have forgot about all of that. That is a good point, though. Like, every time they do something with this, it's like, oh, yeah, you guys had a championship vacated yeah. because of hookers. And yeah. The, I mean, ladies of the night. It's Valentine. Ladies of the night. Yeah. In the dorm gentlemen, room. Thank you. There you go. Like, every time you do this, you're just re-kicking up that dirt and that dust. Let's talk about it. Let's discuss it. Yeah, not not a, not an amazing strategy or play by U of L, but they're bringing back the 13 team. So they felt like they needed something. Just show like the game instead of actually showing the game that's going on, on, on the, on the jumbotron show the highlights from 2013, just the whole, whole top, the whole game. Yeah. yeah. If you miss something on the court, tough tomatoes, maybe, um, they could pass out signs and give them rings that says, we got your back. Oh my gosh. People forget they did that too. Yeah. That would be, a, that would be a lot of fun. Um, who does Louisville, who does Louisville play Saturday? Is there any chance at victory? Yeah, actually, I think it's a bad team. Uh, maybe it's Boston Most, College. I think it's like their last possible win. Chance at a win? Yeah. I mean, and it is ACC basketball, so there there's, should seemingly be more chances to win than not. Yeah, I'm having a tough time finding UofL's stupid schedule. For That's because if, if you do look up Louisville basketball, the, the women's team shows up on Google. Still the only school I've found that that happens for. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Scoots, how excited are you about the woman Hoosiers? Uh, Clemson. Clemson. Oh, Clemson, so no. Clemson's fraudulent. They're fraudulent, but they're still probably not going to win. Oh, well, we get to play Virginia tomorrow. I'm sure that will not be a nightmare. Yeah, U of L finishes Virginia, Clemson, Duke at Georgia Tech. Huh? Virginia Tech at home, not impossible. And then Virginia to close out <sighs> the year. Scoots has to be feeling pretty good. About I'm feeling his $500 great. Dollar bet. Yeah, Trevor brought that up last night. By the way. Oh, Louisville can still get three more wins. Yeah, he's, no, he they can't. That? Yeah. Oh, he's just lying to himself at that point. <laughs> uh, there's another thing I had about the banner, U of L. Yeah, maybe it'll come to me. Maybe it's not. It is just funny that like, why are you doing? Why are you doing gimmicks for this team? <laughs> like, I get it. You're bringing back the 13 well, team. You want just as many fans in the stands because anything's better than nothing. And it's an anniversary. It's 10 years. Like, the, this is a fine time to do it. But you don't need to have some banner gimmick. Let him do the pappy putt or whatever. Let him, like, that, that'll that be a way to bring some energy to the crowd. The only banner this team should be raising is the white flag that they've <laughs> been doing pretty much in the first four minutes of every game. So bad. Yeah, Eastern Michigan lost. Three-game losing streak yeah. now, Scoots. Is what it is. By three games, by a combined 13 points. Luckily, they're already at six, so I'm sitting pretty. they got to get hot if they need to if they want to make this tournament. They don't need the tournament. Yeah, but don't you want them to do well? Haven't you grown a little uh, liking to the Emus? Um, not really, no. 
Maybe aren't one. You I, like an, aren't you going to be an Imani Bates fan moving forward? Maybe once I get that cold hard five hundred in my hand, I might become a little more of an Eastern Michigan fan. But until that happens, and I will not. I don't know. I can't say I'm not going to be an Imani Bates fan because he is a lot of fun to watch, and he just hits shots that you shouldn't hit in the game of basketball. So I'll be interested to see where his career goes moving forward. If U of L doesn't win another game, Scoots, you would have solidified your tie on December 18th. <laughs> we should have thrown in a stipulation that if I double him up, it, we double up the bet. Oh my gosh! So if you, I get you six, could have he easily gets gotten him on that. Well, of course, hindsight 2020, but you could have easily gotten him on that at the beginning of the season. Just like, all right, whoever gets more wins, and just the off case, one team doubles up the other team's win total. Then Let's we make double it the bet. You'd be like, oh yeah, I wouldn't do that. Kenny Payne, he won those games. He's gonna, he's gonna win a ton. Eastern Michigan's only gonna win three. He would totally forget about it though, and you'd have to, yeah. Remind him, then fight over it. And I, I, do, I do like just like even in like December, a big now does postseason count, uh, Trevor? As if it's going to matter for <laughs> Uval win total here, buddy. What we do, uh, we do need to have an official ceremony when Trevor does pay up. Yeah, we do. Um, maybe we, have Scoots on the Rutherford show to just really make sure their listeners know. We'll need that to surprise the, him though, because otherwise he'll probably pay Scoots in like pennies or something. No, we if we make it a big to do, then he's gonna he'll, a good point. he'll yeah. have a little knuckleball on his end. We actually talked about it last night. He said he already has the five hundred in cash and he is prepared to post a picture with him handing it to me. Or I just imagine it's like uh, uh, Ed, Ed, Truck, and, Ed Truck and Michael <laughs> <Yeah>. Scott. <laughs> pictures can be photoshopped. We'll have to do we'll have to do a KRC lunch or something. Although you doing the Spears show four days a week and making KRC lunch is a little tougher. It is, yeah. What are we gonna do about that? Well, maybe we late do lunch. big X lunches and we get the old Spears to come after the show. That would be fun. Yeah, that's an option. What did you what did Spears say when you told him my response to what he told me? Um well, Gosh, he did He did telephone something back for me to tell you. I'll have to think, think on that. Think about it. Yeah. All right, think about it. St. X lost to Holy Cross in basketball last night. The Tigers See, they lost to sales falling apart. Yeah. yeah, that was a close game. They lost on a last-second shot to Holy Cross. Uh, Holy Cross is actually they got a, they got a kid with a triple-double the other night. They're pretty good this year. That's funny. St. X, I really like what their Instagram does. They'll, they've got somebody that's basically – they only show St. X made baskets, but they'll do – probably 30 to 50 updates a game, and it'll just be like, made basket, score, St. X, like, 6-2. to two. They don't do every St. X score, but it's, like, fun to follow along. On a story, you know, if you yeah. can't be at the game or you can't listen on radio, and last night's game wasn't on radio, you can just, like, follow along with it, and they're doing updates, you know, every 30 seconds to two minutes. You know, maybe if there's a timeout, the update takes a little longer. And St. X got an and one to go up one with, like, 12 seconds left. So they showed that, and I looked at my phone. I was like, oh, that was that's the last update it's from eight minutes ago. <laughs> I was like, no final score update in the last eight minutes? That makes me a little nervous. And then it was probably about 15 minutes later I saw on Twitter that Holy Cross had posted their final shot. Uh, and they had won, so I think the St. X admin had other stuff to worry about at the time. But, yeah, good win for Holy Cross. Congrats to Big Money big money Mook. By the way, Spears told me to tell you $20 is $20. <laughs> That's what he said. He's such a character. <laughs> uh, let's read some text on the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. We've got trivia coming up in Hour 2. We've still got a grumpy, upset text line from yeah. the loss to Georgia, and mm-hmm. I totally understand it. I'm right there with these folks. Where are we at?
Um, I'm seeing the X. Can't make this up. Three seconds on the shot clock. Inbounds pass to Oscar behind the three-point line. He damn near airballs the three. This is the type of thing that makes every everyone so frustrated with Cal and staff. Yeah, that was one of those where um, Kentucky actually has run some decent out-of-bounds plays this year, but definitely something went wrong, and they just threw it up to Oscar, and he just had to throw it in. I think that was a sideline out-of-bounds. Yeah, Yeah. again, you have a safety valve for a reason, but it would have been nice if, like, you didn't have to go to that almost exclusively. Or if you went to him and then he had somebody – like, there was something else. Like, to, uh, hey, safety valve here, but we're going to add a little caveat to, to it. Yeah. You're right. Or uh, a quick dribble handoff. Like, Reeves is going to run off a handoff, and you take a quick – it might be contested, but – That may be a little too much, though. Yeah. But, yeah. no, I I agree. And, you know, the funny thing is that play I talked about yesterday that I couldn't remember if it was Livingston or Toppin, Cal actually brought that up in the coaches' show, and he was like, I wish I would have done something different there. I was like, no, it was a good play. Like, it was the right idea. It just it, – it didn't work out. Uh, actually blame probably the guard for not getting it to Oscar because – the guy came out with Reeves, but yeah, there, you can kind of point out several different things. Uh, another texture says out of a timeout, they're forced to shoot a three with shot clock expiring. Livingston air ball. See, that was the play. That's yep. the play I'm talking about. Cal actually said like I should have done better there. Actually, thought they did a fine set, making the defense choose between Reeves and Oscar. Unfortunately, just UK didn't have enough confidence to be able to throw it into Oscar. Reeves didn't have enough confidence to let it shoot with a man on him. Totally understand that. Ball ends up with Livingston, and it ended up not uh, not being good. Speaking of the Cal show, um, <coughs> Jacob Toppin at the three? Yeah, I mean, Cal it still seems so frustrated with Wheeler and Frederick's injuries. Maybe with them, maybe with their – maybe it's out, he realizes it's out of their hands and he's just frustrated with the situation. But they didn't practice yesterday – You'll see if they can go today. Otherwise, you're not going to have them on Wednesday. I don't know. I think the safe assumption would just be to assume that they're not going to be able to go. But he says if they're not going to be able to go, you're probably going to see more topping over at the three. And then maybe he says he needs to play Lance Ware and you're going to more. I mean, I no, no, you don't. You, you, I mean, you don't. You should have played Uganda a lot earlier in the season, but now it may be too late. It's way too late. Like, I'm fine with both those guys giving Oscar a minute or two. But we just but like, agreed that Collins was the guy that was going to come in for Oscar. I, I This is the part that just doesn't make sense to me. I don't – why are we still doing this thing where he acts like he doesn't know who's I think he's talking more to the team with this stuff just to get those quotes out there to make you know, them happy the players, or something. You know, hear their name, see that their hard work's being recognized, their hard work and practice or whatever is being recognized. Uh, I don't get it either. I, you know, I, I would think that maybe the safest answer is just good old fashioned like trolling, um, but it's probably more so. Hey, he's just throwing a bone. Cal doesn't think that like we need twenty minutes of Lance Ware. That's what's no, going to no, be the you're right, here. right. It's just the talks of needing to play people more. It's like, I mean, remember like when you have a good team, they everybody the the lineup shrink. Well, this is a sign of a bad team for Cal when he is. Trying to find more guys to play in February. Yeah, no, it's not It's not the stuff you want to hear. And again, even in good times or bad times, we've reminded folks that don't get worked up over things that Calipari says or doesn't say. But when fans are looking for answers and he's saying how he needs to play Lance Ware, 
and you gun them more coming off. Like the the you need to play stuff is just kind of ridiculous because you're the coach. Like play them if you needed if you needed to play them more, then play them more. Mm-hmm. Stop coming back in hindsight saying that these people need to play more. One is it trying to rationalize losses again. I think everybody's smart enough to know that UK's not not losing because Lance is on the bench too much or Uganda's on the bench too much. But one seems that way. Like you you this is your takeaway from games is that more you know, these people that don't need to be playing more need to be playing more. But I, I, I think it's more just lip service than anything else, which is equally as frustrating because I think there's a good chunk of UK fans that really do just want to hear some leadership answers of like, hey, how is this going to get better? What can you do? And and unfortunately, he may just be out of answers. He may just not have any. No, I, he, that, I mean, that may, that may be it. He did at least do almost all of his coaches show yesterday. Tubby called in, I don't know, around 645 or something like that um, for like the second half of the second to last segment. And then Tubby and Tom finished out the show because Tubby is coming back Saturday to Rupp Arena. People forget that that's happening. The 96, 97, 98 team are receiving a salute during the Tennessee game. So that'd be what, 25 ish years? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for, yeah, so 25 years for the 98 title team. Um, they're like, you know what? Let's bring back everybody from that three year run. So uh, I'm, I'm just excited to see those. I, I, I'm assuming most of those guys will be back. Is Walter McCarty, is he? Is he? What's going on with that? In jail? I don't think he's in jail. He did. He, was it wasn't illegal. It was just. Or, I don't. Think, or was it illegal? I don't. Oh, I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think it was illegal. I think some. I just didn't know if there was money involved. I knew that there was uh, an illicit affair that was involved, but I didn't know if he there was any because that's that's where the the jail potentially comes up. But man, things. Whew! He went south in a hurry for old Walter. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. What's Antoine Walker up to? He did the SEC Network stuff for a little while. Yeah, it's a good question about Antoine Walker. I don't know. Not sure. Hopefully, uh, hopefully doing all right, though. The texter says, we are up four, top and misses, back-to-back bunnies that would have put us up eight, and Georgia comes back and scores two straight buckets to tie it up. So frustrating. <laughs> this team, we need, a, we need a phrasing for it. I think there's kill possessions is one phrase, but that doesn't really apply to this. But this team's inability to be able to stretch – narrow margins to extended leads is Mm -hmm. as bad as a team I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And I think the metrics show that this team does not go on a lot of runs, but for the most part, they don't give up a ton of runs. Um, And, you know, you got to look at it in the whole sample size of the college basketball season because I know that everybody, you gave up a big run against Georgia on Saturday. This team doesn't do, doesn't give up a lot of runs, doesn't go on a lot of runs. And that's just, that... Honestly, I think it's probably I'd rather I'd rather there be runs, even if it means sometimes you're giving up some bad ones, because uh, it mean it would mean that you're having some good ones yourself. And this team just doesn't really go on a lot of big time runs. You don't look you don't look at the score, and then five minutes later you look at it again, and it's just flipped on its head. They'll just pretty much just play with people. Yeah, I mean, and they they did at least go on a big run, but their big run against Georgia was just to go forward, and they never. Never extended it when they had the opportunity. The Florida game was like that where they were in a buffer zone, but never – you saw like, all right, here's the run where they just take the other team out of the game, Rupp comes to life, and it just just didn't happen. We'll, we'll discuss it more tomorrow when previewing the Mississippi State game, but going on – it's going to be an ugly grinded-out game. 
Really just a meat grinder. All right, we're going to get to trivia when we return. Hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. A lot of text on the Thornton's text line as well. Keep them coming in, 502-414-1450. This is KRC on the Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kaelin. We'll be right back. Oh, Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, God. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. We go 7 to 9, replay the show 9 to 11, and you can listen to Kentucky Roll Call. Any time of the day, just search for Kentucky Roll Call on podcast. Tell your friends about our radio show. Best UK sports radio show in southern Indiana. you got to let people all over the country know about it. you got to let people all over the country. What are you going to say, Scoots? I was just going to say, that's right. Yeah, come on. Hello. Got a lot of people know about Salsaritas, too. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. It's Taco Tuesday. Don't hesitate. Don't wait. Get out the maracas. Get them shaking. Woo! Because Salsaritas be bacon. Valentine's date. It's romantic at Salsaritas. I kid you not. Get some queso. Get your honey. And lay the groundwork for Woo! a great evening <laughs> with a little Mexican and spicy food. But seriously, there's nothing that would make my wife happier than... Some salsaritas. What if you told her to get dressed up to the nines and you took her over to the Middletown salsaritas for a date night? She'd probably love that. She would. She would. She would love that. Um, Much more than people do the the White Castle thing. The White Castle thing, uh, very popular. I remember when we were in college and shortly Mm -hmm. after college. I don't know of too many friends that still do it, but I've got nothing against it. Do you ever do it? No, no. Um... No, and my wife, she she's um, kind of on the T.J. Walker thing where she's like, I'm just never had a White Castle, don't care to try one. What? Yeah. Smart girl. I don't, I don't get it either. It doesn't make any sense. They're great. They're amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a time and place for it. Like, yeah. 10 a.m., probably not the time and place. 10 a.m. is the time and place. Um, you know what time it is, though? What time? Breaking news! Ah! Oh, wow. On 3 Plus Premium. <laughs> Kentucky <laughs> football ranked in the top twenty-five. Woo! What? Uh, what? Uh, what? Yeah, already. Isn't it a little too early for football? Never too early for rankings. Middle uh, of February, and we're talking football preseason rankings. Yes. I blame John Calipari for this. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, I mean, it's, 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 we're laughing, but it's true. We're laughing, but it's true. Laughing through the tears. Yeah, we really um, are. Well, that's cool, though. Bill Conley uh, rolled out SP Plus rankings this morning for the twenty twenty-three football season and the cats are 24th all thanks to a six number six ranked defense uh last year kentucky finished the season ranked second behind only iowa um in defensive efficiency really helped that they got to end the year playing iowa's offense um so but uh not good for the offensive numbers though yeah not good for the offensive numbers we We don't have a quarterback or running back but uh (laughs) 
Uh, 59th in offense, 6th on defense, averages out to four, uh, 24th overall. Fun when these come out because the best thing about these metrics is uh, with SP Plus is I can do a little math and you can figure out the spreads for projected spreads for each opponent. Um, so that that's a fun exercise. And based on the schedule, you know, it'll probably be like Kentucky will be favored in six or seven games, I would imagine. And a lot of it's going to come down to, yeah, they're, they'll, they'll be a slight favorite over Louisville, um, who's ranked 36. So, of course, they'll push them, but that, that's kind of where it comes down to. You kind of get to see where some of the, the toss-up games lie, what the computers say about them. Uh, Mississippi State is one spot ahead of them. Um, and that's kind of a – that's going to be a – when we make our big kind of bold hot takes, like what's something I, – I'm, I'm going to be picking Kentucky. Like I, I'm going to will them to win in Starfield this year, damn it. Yeah, like, I mean, it seems did. like that will be the game that will determine if this can be a good U.K. football season versus a great. Yes. It'll have to be a win in Starkville for it to be it's great. It's later in the year, um, and there's not – it's a very back-heavy schedule, so you have to find ways to steal wins, and there's – I mean, they're going through an identity change down there. like So now's the time to take advantage of that opportunity. And also now's the time to take advantage of maybe your last time playing Mississippi State annually. Like, go do it. Go do it. And Stoops, you've never won there. And nope. you've been You've had plenty of opportunities. Probably... Not a lot of close calls either. I think his first game when they had that onside kick, right? The Dan Mullen one. That was probably the... Dan Mullen or Stoops was losing his mind because they said that Kentucky was offsides. That was probably their closest call with Jalen Whitlow on a Thursday night. Yeah, I was there. That was a good time uh, besides the loss. But that Mississippi State game sandwiched between the Tennessee and Alabama home games. Yeah, like that. Those were tough. <laughs> uh, you, you know, if you're – that that can be a – that game for so many different reasons could be absolutely huge because if things do – Start to head in the wrong direction in the back half of the season. A win down there can re, mm-hmm. uh, you know, calm down the troops for Mister Stoops. Have the whole team just relax a little bit. Hey, you know, you got this win. Yeah, we have Alabama next week, and then it's at South Carolina and at Louisville. But when you finish three on the four on the road, yeah, if you can get that first one. Yeah, then makes okay. yeah, it makes you feel a little bit better. Play with a little bit more confidence the rest of the way. We. I like that the people are already kind of analyzing offenses and defense. Rash, if we do this show in a year and we look back at the 2023 UK football season, which one do you think is more likely to to be the issue for this team? I think it's going to be a good season. Two years ago, I was telling folks that I thought it was going to be a really, really, really good season. Ended up being 10 wins. Last year, I was a little bit more, not pessimistic, but pumping the brakes. Um I still think I thought it was going to be more than seven wins. I think I was at eight maybe or potentially nine, but you always get a little bit more optimistic when the season went on. But I was pumping the brakes last year. I'm really pumped for this year. I think it could be a really, really good year. I do think this is the toughest schedule of this three-year stretch that UK football has been going on. But if we're doing this show a year from now and we're looking back at the 2023 season, do you think if this season doesn't isn't as good as I anticipate, I think it's going to be a lot of fun for UK football in 2023. Will it be because of the offense or defense, if you had to guess? When this question came up, I I immediately went to the two spots that I think could be the weak link. And they've been the weak links in consecutive seasons, where in 2021, cornerback was the issue, 
They fixed that through the portal, and Carrington Valentine got better. So, so was fixed that over a year. Offensive line greatly improved, or not improved, went down the toilet for the lack of a better term. There's part of me that wants to say, well, it could be the defense giving up too many big plays, but I just think the safeties are so good that they can erase some of those mistakes. Ultimately, I think it's just like it's going to come down to the offensive line again. Because so you think it'd be the offense I, that probably didn't do its part if it do, if things don't go the if way things that we don't think. go well. It's because the you're making a Cohen couldn't wave a magic wand and fix everything right away because he still couldn't get Devin Leary time and Kentucky couldn't run the ball on in must run situations. I was getting that's I was going to say offense and that was going to be my biggest reason is you just didn't have a sure thing in short yardage situations to get those tough yards with Chris Rodriguez not being there. Partially, no Chris Rodriguez, he's going to be a tough player to replace. Secondly, the offensive line too. Yeah. And you had a combination of that, and that was where I was going. You basically because hit the nail on the head. As good as Cohen's all, like when you look at all the numbers and stuff, the the two stats that were the biggest difference makers from year to year, it was all just third down and red zone which is situational football. It's making big plays when you have to make them. And leaning on a consistent run game is like that. that that's what put them really over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, versus like this year, it was, all right, well, try to throw it on third and three in tight windows, force something in there, and maybe something good will happen. Like, you just can't do that. So that's that's kind of where um, – that, that's where things could go wrong. I'm – I'm starting to kind of gear up, not necessarily getting ready for that, but like spring practice is around the corner, so I'm going to be doing some some due diligences, talking to some more people, and uh, so I'm I'm getting I'm getting a little revved up, getting a little revved up for this football season. I do think, and I unfortunately do think this plays a little bit of a role in it, but with basketball not giving anybody too much to get excited about, I think by the time we do get to August. Football, oh, man. it's going the tr- the football train, especially with the way the schedule sets up, where you're going to be three and zero heading into that Vanderbilt game. You should win that one. You should be four and zero hosting Florida on the last Saturday in September. Like it, I think that the train's going to be rolling, and I think tickets are going to be tough to come by for UK football. Um, you know, for those crappy games to start the year, you'll probably be able to get in. But that Florida game, September 30th, when UK is going to be 4-0, that's going to be amazing. You get you win that one, you could be 5-0 and going down to Athens for that Georgia game the first Saturday in October, which I can only imagine how much blue would make the trip down to Athens for that game. You probably come away with a loss to the back-to-back defending national champions. But then you come back 5-1 and against Missouri. That would be a great atmosphere, middle of October, Keeneland Saturday. And be uh, it's gonna be a fun season, is what I'm getting at, and I I'm I'm very excited for it. Unfortunately, we have about seven months. Yeah, yeah. Six and a half. We'll call it six and a half. <laughs> Scoots, you ready for some trivia? Oh yeah. Yeah, I've been over here bored out of my mind. No kidding. We're talking football in February, middle basketball season. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, embarrassing. Scoots, football uh, stuff's going on. Football school. By the way, where was Indiana on that list? Um, give me one second. Oh, that's right. So take me Probably not on scroll. it. It'll take a while. Too long. Scrolling, Let's move on. Scrolling. It's like oh, Dead gosh. Sea Can't believe this. Go to the bottom, Ralph. All the way at the bottom. You got to do scroll down. Command F at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to Command F. It. They're at least not in the hundreds. So there you go. Big Wait. day. We're in the hundreds. 
Scoots, what kind of background music do you have for trivia today? 64th. Uh, what? Wow. Yeah, just ahead of James Madison, South Alabama, and Fresno State. That's wild. Uh, I've got Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah. That work for you? Yeah, that's fine. Maybe I wanted something a little romantic in the background. but this Oh, oh can we get the romantic careless whisper? Then Regis Philbin. Yeah. Regis. Wouldn't be a bad one. Yeah. Yeah, I said Regis. Yeah. Yeah. Regis. All right, let's get it going. Trivia Tuesday. The overall score here is two to two. Uh, we'll keep. The, we got a little. We got a little twist on the game today. Ooh. So for the first four questions, I'm gonna ask. We're gonna go in order. We'll go Scoots first. So Scoots, I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay. You're just gonna answer it. Okay. And Roush, you have to tell me, is it over, is the actual answer over or under? Oh, wow. And if you get it right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, then Scoots gets a point. And then you'll we go. switch sides. And okay. then we'll switch sides. So this is the way where instead of answering at the same time, we kind of can exactly. play off of one another. Avoids tiebreakers. And too. if we get to the fifth question, we'll go back to our more normal uh, format. Okay. All right, so let's get it going. This is a very important trivia game. Somebody's going to take a 3-2 lead. I don't hear any music. Really? I don't know if your headset's working. you hear music? No, no. What? just got to turn it up. There we go. I can hear it now. Y'all don't hear that? Yeah. Now we can hear it, but funny when you turn it up, now we hear hear it. I barely turned it up. Well, significantly louder, Scoots. (laughs) All right, Scoots. This is for you. All right. You got to set the over-under for Roushey. Okay. How many major breakups does the average American go through in their life, according to thehealthyjournal.com? Major breakups. I wouldn't count, like, your sixth grade holding hands girlfriend for a week. Right. Major breakups does the average American go through in their life? Uh, 3.5. Okay. 3.5 3.5 is Scoot's answer. Is the correct answer over or under 3.5, Roush? According to the Healthy Journal. Uh, the, the, I had four, four, four to four and a half in my mind. So you think Scoot's over under is really good? Yeah, I think it's good, but a little on the low side okay. because when he when you're thinking average, there's a lot of people with some significant breakups in there. That's true. That's a good point. But then there's a lot of people with just one. That's true, too. Or, or zero. Or zero. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that that four. Well thought out answer by both of you all. Good rationale, good reasoning. Unbelievably well set over under by Scoots. The correct answer is three. Yeah, oh, man. Scoots gets a point. Woo! Great job, Scoots. Thanks. All right, now you get to set the over under here, Roush. Okay. How many sexual partners does the average American have in their lifetime, according to Healthline.com? Oh, man. And this, you gotta, is, this is the average American, so, not not some bumpkin from Peepkin. This is... Well, bumpkins from Peepkin <laughs> do a lot of bumping. They <laughs> really, really do, like rabbits even. Uh, so, the average American, how many sexual partners do they have in their lifetime? What's really tough about this question is that a lot of people lie. And I think that that's true. People like, do lie. Like people are big time liars when it comes to this. Guys multiply by three, women divide by three, right? Like that's the old joke. That's what they say. But I do feel like a. I feel like for uh, Joe out on the town, a dozen is like a round 
figure. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with a dozen scoots. I'm gonna set your line at a dozen. That's that's a really really good line, Roush. I had, you know what? I had 12 and a half in my head. So let me just take the over. The average American has, according to Helpline.com, 7.2 sexual oh, partners. Wow. So a little high on the over/under, and Scoots went the wrong way with it. We're tied one-one. Now we'll go back to Scoots to set the over/under. Man, this is fun. This is fun. Good job, P. Diddy from the city. How many times does the average American married couple make whoopee? Or a year? A year? In a, in a year. The average American married couple. How many times do they do it in a year? Um, oh, this Roush has an advantage on this one, but he's married. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. I think it's gonna be a lot lower than I'm thinking. Let me go like 32 and a half. 30, oh, okay. 32 and a half. All right. For the average American couple. Wow. All right. Roush, tell us your line of thinking here. You're a married man. Yeah. I, I, We're going to get a good look inside you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just don't know where you got 32 from because when you're surveying, they would probably think either, all right, well, maybe twice a month. I, the, 32 and a half would be just uh, not weekly, but I, almost every other week. It would be about every other week. I would think that there would be like – in their minds, a married person would be like, well, you know, maybe twice a month, so like 24 Okay, was probably the number I was thinking of, which is under, so I'm taking under. Final answer. The correct answer, 54 times. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a week. Yeah. You were closer to the Japanese average. Oh. <laughs> which is shocking. I didn't know I was Japanese. <laughs> That's a, that, that is a played-out social media joke. Um, so I, that was not original to me. I stole that joke. But that is the answer, according to this study, this, Hell yeah. the study, the Springer survey. It's down from 63 in the 90s. So over the last 20 years, people we're, having, not, not, we're, we're doing less. Yeah. Not good. Not good. That number needs to go the other way. Scooch goes up two to one. Woo! All right. Roush, in months... Okay. According to Helpline.com, how long does the average person need to get over a major breakup? Not a divorce, a major breakup, because the divorce number is different. I do have that as well. But I'm looking for the average major breakup. How many months does the average person say they need, according to Helpline.com? So I have an answer in my head. You've been broken up a lot. <laughs> Man, just never go back to Outback again. The, the tricky part is, is I'm going to set a number that Scoots is going to have a difficult... Like you, you know, you're, you're playing Vegas here. I'm going to set the number squarely at three. Huh. I'll take the over. What no question. Thinking? I'm thinking around six months. For a major breakup, about six months for you to start trusting people again and wanting to get back in the dating game. Over, for sure. The correct answer... Three and a half months, it's over! Oh, oh man! <laughs> so that's it, right? That's ball game. That is that's ball it. game. Scoot goes up three, two. I was really two. thinking about adding that half in there, too. I thought you were. I thought that's what you were going to go what, with. What, 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 what would the half have done if I got it exactly right? Would I have just won? Right. Yeah, you would have won. You would have won. Woo! <sighs> you know, it's, 
bad thing is you were closer there too from where you're thinking <laughs> yeah if we would have done the, the old-fashioned yeah. way yeah, yep. yeah. all right uh, you all can just blurt this one out this this was uh i just did two just in case in 2022, Sweetheart Candies released new theme words of encouragement on their candies. Oh. How many different sayings are there in a package of Sweetheart Candies? How many oh, different wow. little, you know, be mine sort of deals? Uh, I'm going eight. 16. 16 on the dot. Wow. <laughs> Money. And then this was just in case there was a tie somewhere along the line. How many Build-A-Bear workshops are there in the United States? 2,500. Whoa, I was going to say... Uh, 75. I mean, 2,500 is an insane amount of Build-A-Bear yeah. workshops. The thing, and there's a Build-A-Bear workshop on every corner. <laughs> there's one in, like, every mall. 127 is the correct answer. Man. So, Good thing I got the win for those I feel like Roush probably had the better round of trivia today. <laughs> but, uh, but with the, the new, new rules, damn it, Pete Eddie from the CD. Scoots gets it done. Woo. 54 times the average American married couple gets after it. That was fun. So was, a little over once a, a week for, for most people. Uh, good for it's them. pretty wild. Good, Yeah. Scoots, what would you say the average, you know, single Southern Indiana resident? <laughs> Radio producer. <laughs> uh, zero. <laughs> Unless we got a contract in place. Then it goes up a little bit. We're going to take our last break. We'll come back. We'll get into the Thornton's text line, get into some other shenanigans. It's a Tuesday, Valentine's Day edition of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. T.J. Walker, Nick Cross, Justin Galen. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. What? What, I thought we were in the trust tree with in the nest, are we not? I don't, I don't know what you're saying. Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here Roll on Big Sports Radio. Perfect Valentine's Day gift. ShadyRays.com. Sunglasses for your significant other. They've got them for men's, women's. Uh, it's always nice to get the. Do you get do you get the kiddos any Valentine's Day gifts? You don't. Have uh, be different if you had a girl. N- yeah, just chocolate. Yeah, candy. Yeah, here's some candy. When they get old, like right now, they don't. What yeah. about some Shady Ray sunglasses for little Duke? Duke does like wearing sunglasses. Maybe he not. gets mad when I have my sunglasses on and he does not have them. They've got uh, sunglasses for kids, all polarized. Great, great uh, collection. I'm looking at the kids' sunglasses right now. They're cool. They're like, couldn't you see a little Duke wearing those? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Styling, profile. And when they, that's actually great for kids because when they lose them, boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because kids lose things. They do, and they break, and it happens. Happens to adults, too. That's why they've got the replacement promise. Uh, just a small processing fee. You get your order sent right back to you. If something happens to them, it's not as good necessarily as a buy one, get one, but it's just like a few bucks below that. That's exactly what Shady Rays has going on. You'll save even more money when you use the promo code Big X at checkout, 25% off. Big X at checkout at ShadyRays.com. Uh, should we read more text or scoots? What do you have for us? Looks like you're sitting on something. I've got nothing. Text. I mean, we have to get to text. There's no option. There's literally, if we don't do it today, we're never doing it. So, um, I did ask you during the break, though, what the hell was going on with Mike Bray because he was retiring and then now he says he's not retiring, 
But I'm still seeing stuff about Notre Dame looking for a coach, so he's just he's he's retiring from Notre Dame. Yeah, it sounds like Notre Dame just like, hey, we're doing something different without you. Yeah. It's been 25 years. If you want us to honor your career, we can do that. If it just wants to be a goodbye from Notre Dame, we can do that as well. I think Jeff Goodman figured out yesterday that it is uh, it's a goodbye from Notre Dame. So he got fired. Basically. Forced retirement. Well, no. Not He's retired. not retired. Forced out. Forced Notre Dame retirement. Sure. There yeah, you go. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. After Scotty D hangs it up, Mike Bray down to Bellarmine? Let's get Ooh. the rumor started. Ooh, let's get him. But Scotty D, he's he he's remember when he said he was he was gonna step down soon and that was that dude's just he's gonna coach there I as long so. as I, I think him. so too. Yeah. But Bray yeah. will be somewhere else where? Who who knows? Uh I think Mike Rutherford said he had heard some whispers about Georgetown and Bray. That would I, be bad. I don't think it'd be bad. Uh, maybe it'd be bad, but I don't think it'd be like you Great. know, would it be any different than what he did at Notre Dame? Yeah, just very middle of the road. Like Occasional good season once every so often. But do you trust him to get back to occasional good seasons? Yeah, it's good. I, yeah. I don't think it. I don't think Georgetown will go in that direction, and I don't think that will be a, a bad. I think he just, if he wants to keep coaching, probably going to need to be at a non-power five level mm-hmm. or a power five level that just has zero expectations. People forget that Thad Mata's coaching Butler. People do forget that. People do and not doing well. Mm. They beat uh, Xavier though over the weekend. That was big. Oh, did they? They beat old Sean yeah, Miller? they yeah. did. They uh, rushed the court at Hinkle. Big East is just so much fun as a basketball conference. Can't wait till Bellerman joins in 2062. <laughs> uh, Texture on the Thornton's text line says, Freaking terrible. We got the Cal special. Start the season in the top 10 and be hot garbage by the end of it. Well, maybe next year. Who's uh, the announcer with Jimmy Dykes? He's so annoying and repeating the same lines, three to four lines. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was not great. I did. I, I do have a new uh, play-by-play in the SEC that I like, though. Roy Philpott. like that guy. Is it because I did radio hit with him and he seemed like a normal non-robot? Well, that's yes. Why. But also, he did, uh, I think, the Vandy. Like, he does a couple times. Like, he might get end up getting the Mississippi State game tomorrow night. That feels like a, a Roy Philpott level game. And he's pretty, Just not, not Jimmy Dykes. That's some nice juice. Nothing against the guy. Just need, need different people. Need, need less Dykes. Uh, if Toppin could have just made those two bunny layups when we were at four, we'd have been an eight, different game, embarrassing all around. I think we read that again. Or No, wait, just same people with the same sentiment. Same takes and, yep. and, and correct takes. This is not the type of game the Caps win. Happy birthday, Cal. Sorry your party's so lame. <laughs> we can talk all we want about roster construction, but all I know is Michigan State was lucky to beat UK the first big game of the year while UK's best player had his first game act, first game action all year and all the excuses to remain optimistic for the future. Now one team got better and is firmly in the tournament, and the other team's going to be out. If that's not coaching over roster construction issues, I would like to hear what you all think that could be. I think that's totally fair. Yeah, yeah. That, like, the fact that Michigan State is comfortably in the tournament and Kentucky's not is ridiculous. Uh, Michigan State was super lucky to win that game. Kentucky had to do everything they could to give it away. They did. And then since then, like you would think Kentucky would move in one direction, Michigan State would move in another, and uh, Kentucky's moved in one direction. I don't, Michigan State's just been steady average. Kentucky's been a little good, a little really below average, back and forth, but not not nearly consistent enough. I totally agree. COVID year, just wait until next year. St. Peter's, just wait until next year. Now, just wait until next year. To be fair, to be fair, the, the COVID year, like, wait till next year was fun. Last year's regular season, fun. We had a good time. Till right around this time? 
And that's maybe where maybe an extra south, but like week. even when things went south, you still ended up as a two seed. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's still. And then, but then, you, but then you lost St. Peter's, so it doesn't matter that it was mm-hmm. a good regular season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we are. We're on the wait till next year train again. We'll be Indiana in no time. Wait, Indiana's better right now. That's right. We'll say if um, Indiana's had better seasons than UK during this stretch of irrelevancy for IU. This is yeah, it, it does happen. Yeah, the twenty the NIT year. I think Indiana was a one seed, right? They were. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> one of the best um, teams in the country that year. The um. If UK does find a way to win some games and get to Dayton, though, that'd be fun. Would be fun. I'd, I'd go. Would be fun. 14, 14 days since the last turning win? That's a lot. It's too many. That it's, Houston uh, uh, Tower Hero game, which... Um, good time. Man, that seems like an eternity ago, because I remember we watched the Corpus Christi game together at uh, the pizza place in St. Matthews. Pizza place long gone. I think it's. Uh, I think that building what has that now building been now? twice different restaurants since then. That's it's a big long, building. A, a lot of real estate there. Yeah, I, I think don't know. somebody it, could keep it open. They had another stuff. one. That one didn't work out. I'm 100% sure about that. What it is now, I'm not 100% sure mm. about. That was a good time, though. <sighs> Back when we could go to first-round tournament games and be like, well, this is going to be a win. Yeah, we can just drink beer and have fun. Hardly pay attention. Yeah. Tried to do that last year on St. Patrick's Day with just one of my other buddies, and we both just left the place without talking. I'm yeah. just like, what the hell just happened? This was not fun. How am I expected to live life love in these conditions all the way down here in Colga? <laughs> it's a good point. Suck it to myself for having hope. Hang in there, Alex, from Colga. You got this. Unless we have another listener from Colga. The only thing that can make this weekend more miserable is Travis Kelsey not scoring a touchdown Sunday night. I got that dude in seven different prop parlays, LMAO. Yeah, that was the, a good prop parlay to like, connect things. Uh, yeah, the juice itself just wasn't that great. But if you threw it in with some other stuff, then yeah, did a yeah. real nice collection. This is the, the, way, the way to go. Well, hopefully you had some paydays, buddy. Obviously, this season isn't going the way we all want. It is what it is. I just hope all the Cal haters don't jump on the train next season when we get a team that looks plays like a John Calipari team. Too many people complaining about Cal and how the last few seasons haven't been up to par. Quick maxi team definitely making a run, no doubt about it. COVID year is what it is. No freshman team led. Led team were any good. Last year we were a two seed. Injuries killed us in a bad tourney loss. Now we get this year a bunch of betas playing basketball. Transfers from subpar teams. And sure, that's still on Cal. Cal also thought he had a top five NBA draft pick on this squad. This year hasn't this hasn't been Cal's year, but I'm done with the KSR stands and round daddy bums. Stay off the trash train next season when the run comes. Already out. Um, Already taking some shots. Wow. Coming in hot. Um, Artie, the one thing I will say, you're right. Last year, Kentucky was a two seed. Kentucky was a two seed in 2019. Can you n- name the last time Kentucky was a one seed? 2015. It's too long. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't. It, 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 so I, much. Be a one or two. But see, one matters a lot more than two, though, because a one seed. If you look at just the probability of making a Final Four, it's the highest for a reason because one seeds have the easiest journey to the tourney, unless your name's Virginia, you don't get upset by St. Peter's in the first round. Yeah, but you shouldn't but, get upset as a two-seed either. You shouldn't, you, but... you got bigger issues but if, that's, I, if that's the problem. I don't have the percentages good. in front of me, but I think it's like a 34% chance versus like a 12 or something. I, I and then like, you look at like the amount of one-seeds to make Final Fours over the last 20 years versus the amount of two-seeds. Being a one-seed matters, because that means you're one of the four best teams in the country. You're more likely... like. Kentucky hasn't been there in the regular season since. I thought the 17 team was good enough to be a one seed, though, for what it's worth. But they weren't. 
right? Yeah, and they like were 2019 two. was close to being one seed. If last year stays healthy, they're probably – that's why I don't get too caught up in it just because one game can literally – keep you from that seed line but if you and, get if, if you make that jump though there you're, is you're a, right that there's odds and statistics that are going to be much more favorable for one seeds and so to that point it probably matters already what i would say and everybody gets so sick of the back and forth cow haters and cow lovers and stuff like that i do think people just want uk to win yeah everybody and, wants them to be good there's a different way to react sometimes and, it feels good to get on social media and just dog them and when if UK is good next year and they're back to a more traditional or early season Cal era team, like don't already don't be the annoying guy that's like, oh, everybody's bad. Like people just want UK to be good. And Cal could get a lot of people to shut up if he just won, if he just won more. Like when UK was going to that Kansas game, were people being super obnoxious for the week prior going up to that one? No. When they win, people will shut up. He can make things a lot easier on himself. By winning. And, Artie, on another side, if, like, UK does get back to its winning ways next season or if somehow this season turns around and gets going, you're still going to get obnoxious people that are like, well, they're just going to choke in March. Cal will just find a way to blow it in the tournament. So, just so you know, like, they're going to be out there. Best to ignore them and just come to the realization that I've come to that everybody just wants UK to win and we're all just pointing the fingers in different directions. Be nice to people. And realize that we're all we're all Cats fans. Yeah. TJ, you need to take a small hiatus or break to reset and recharge. You've been way off when it comes to Kentucky outcomes and talent prediction. Um, I don't think I've been way off on talent prediction. I think I've been too bullish or optimistic that people were going to take steps forward in the offseason. Like, but Collins, there's I don't think you can really judge his progression fairly given everything that went on with him. Toppin's a surprise, wrong yeah. by that. Uh, Oscar, I didn't think he was going to take any huge step forward. I thought he'd be the same. He's actually taken a little step backwards. Yep. Nobody could predicted that. And then Livingston and Reeves, or not Reeves, Livingston and Wallace. They're so inconsistent. I think Wallace has shown flashes. Livingston, not as much. Seems like everybody was wrong on Livingston then. Everybody was talking about him potentially being a lottery pick. Texter says, which e- but if if you want to pay me for a hiatus, I'll take it. Which With each, each loss, you can see Nick getting more tired with the Cal experience. I think a lot of – Nick's not alone in that. Yeah, you just – And having a coach for this long is a long time to have a head coach yeah. in any sport, any situation. Uh, but people just want UK to win. I don't think they would care if a monkey wearing a suit was sitting on the sidelines. As long as they're winning. They just want to win. And and also, they're just um, – it's really hard to accept the reality that this team is as bad as it is. One of the times we went to Mexico on a cruise, there was a guy that was, like, looking for – you know, like a street performer, had mm-hmm. a monkey. Coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, you want, you want to talk about a way to get tips, get a monkey, train it, have it go around take money from people. Coolest thing in the world. <laughs> But if you got that bucky to coach basketball and win games, I'm in. People just want UK to win. At least, like, that monkey isn't just, like, take, like the worst of the people that are just taking pictures with it. Like, Oh, uh, yeah. And it's, like, yeah. Now, give me $5 to take a picture with my monkey. When we were in Hawaii, this guy had, like, six ginormous par- parrots. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's cool. And he was like, I'll pay me money, and they'll, like, sit sit, sit on you. I'm, I'm good. We did it. Ah. 
I, gotcha. I think I did. I think the wife was too scared. Bring out the gotcha girls. <laughs> All right, guys, the realization this team is just okay, but these people that are crucifying Cal for lineups and lack of coaching in the game don't know basketball. <laughs> you can't coach heart. You can't coach fight. This team hasn't shown heart or fight all year long. But like, yeah, 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 you can. <laughs> I mean, you can to a degree. Like, I, I, uh, Not to cut you off, TJ, but like that is part of being a coach is getting teams to buy in together. That's what Cal was really good early on. It's getting individuals to buy into the team concept. And he actually, I felt like he got this team to do that for about a two-week stretch. But the, the seams are bursting. It, well, it, I, I don't blame Cal for this because I do feel like he is just trying to do anything he can with this group. And you're right. Like, he, it, it worked or it clicked for a little bit. But it's not on the coach, in my opinion, each and every game to have to, like, go get in a player's face or grab their jersey or tell them about the moment. At some point, it just needs to click for yeah, them. Like, you, it's basketball. You're yeah. wearing a jersey that says Kentucky on it. You're not having the season you're supposed to be having. Have some pride and go out there and fight. And I like again, texter. I'm not finished with your text yet. We will finish it, but I'll just stop you here. That I agree with what you're saying. That like it, it, you know, these players. It's just like, what more do they need to get this fire lit underneath them? Unfortunately, it does all come back to roster building, though. Like yeah. if you, it, you, you can say it's not Cal's fault that these players just can't really seem to get that competitive edge. And he's doing all that he can to try to get the most out of them. And that's commendable if you are going in that direction. But even if you're going in that direction, at the end of the day, it's still the players that he said, this is who I'm rolling with. Mm -hmm. And in the COVID year with the freshmen, a big part about that, like not having Terrence Clark for the majority of that season, that that was not a good thing for UK. Not having Keon Brooks because of blood clots for a good chunk of that season, that was not a good thing for UK. Um there were situations and circumstances that made that season as bad as it was that was out of Cal's control, but he still was the coach that said, hey, Devin Askew is going to be my point guard for this this team. Yeah. For better or for worse, this is the guy that's going to be our point guard. That's a mistake. That's a mistake. And when you said, hey, we're losing Davion Mintz and Kellen Grady this year, we're going to replace them with Antonio Reeves and C.J. Frederick, that was a mistake. Like to be, Not that we've seen some really good moments from Reeves. Uh, you know, defensively, he's not a great player, but offensively, he can really get to cooking. It's, it hasn't worked out, though. And at the end of the day, you are the person that is putting together this concoction, so it falls back on you. And, I, and, and I, you know, he's trying everything, and that's cool. That's good to see. That's what a coach should be. Well, I shouldn't say he's trying everything because he refuses to try any other defense. But he's, he's trying to get these players motivated, and that's commendable. He hasn't mm-hmm. just given up on the season, but if you were to do that, then – Rightfully so, people would lose their minds. He did say, blame roster building. That's fine. But to say Cal has a coach this year, question his lineups in this game with two major contributors out is just a bad take. Hate the fact that this team is bad as it is, but Cal does not deserve all the heat. Case and Wallace was never in this game, and that's Cal's fault. Sorry for the long text, but these Cal haters are killing me. I'm as proud a fan as any. Cal deserves some scrutiny, but the all or nothing seems to be quiet for a little. Sorry again, guys. Have a great day. I agree with most of your texts. I agree with the sentiment. I default back to I like Cal, so I don't I don't try to go out of my way to crushing him, but I like UK basketball more, and I'm sick of UK basketball losing. So it does, unfortunately, have to fall back on the head coach in those situations. People do. They blame him for stuff that is just ridiculous. People tell on themselves when they get super mad about little things like this, that, or the other. But i got to keep coming back to people just want UK to win. They just want him to win. And the easiest thing that Cal and these players can do to get people to shut up, just win. Just win. You win Wednesday and you win Saturday, watch what the reaction is going to be going into the, the following Wednesday game. People are going to be excited again. 
You just need to win. Get in the tournament. I don't think anything special is going to happen with this group, but you can they can make it so much easier on themselves. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing I worry about, too, the, and the hardest part about talent evaluation is the intangibles. Yeah. Between the years is all the difference maker, and you can have some some role players. If they got the right intangibles, they can raise their level of play. Uh, unfortunately, I just think that Kentucky has a ton of role players without without the right some juice. Dogs. Yeah. 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 We don't get any calls going to the rim. It's crazy. Quindo getting a call every time he drops. This is nuts. They, they, they were getting more calls going to the rim, but mm-hmm. that's life on the road in the SEC. You just wish sometimes it'd be more, oh, a texter into the Rutherford show is like, T- they, the KRC fellows say that they the UK doesn't get a favorable rup home whistle. We've even gotten just the good old-fashioned, like, the fixes in type of home game. And ultimately, I want officials to be consistent. No, so I want them to just... We're, 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 having, we're having some fun with it, but the numbers would back it up. I, I feel confident in that. If you looked at... Free throws on the road versus at home, it'd probably be the least drastic difference in the Calipari era this year. And secondly, I would like to compare UK's free throw numbers at home like I did a couple years back. I think that was the Maxi Quickly year. Spent all that time on all those numbers, Roush, and then a pandemic just went ahead and wiped away everything. But I'd like to see UK's free throw numbers at home versus IU, versus Kansas, versus UNC, versus Duke. I would, I would guarantee that UK doesn't shoot as many free throws at home. Uh, part of the issue, though, is UK only has one guard that really takes it to the rim, and Kaysen doesn't do that as frequently as much as we would like. So that plays into it a little bit as well. Uh, the fact Toppin doesn't get to the lane more is just wild. Like, he's in positions in crowded parts of the paint all the time, and he can't see to, seem to hardly ever get to the free throw line. Did you see the stat the other day, too? That Free throw defense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, teams around. are shooting better against UK at the free throw line than any team in the country. <laughs> 81 percent. That's I mean, crazy. That's wild. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, that stuff's wild. That's but, crazy. you know, overcome it. This is Kentucky. I'm sick of excuses. I simply wouldn't allow the one guy who can beat you to go for 17 in the first half. <laughs> I mean, eventually just to get a foul the guy. I mean, yeah. something, anything. Uh, replacing Carl Ravage with someone worse is hard to do. Fair play. <laughs> I'm guilty of being a Cal butt slapper, but there's w- no way to sugarcoat this. The roster's bad, and Cal has had an atrocious season, really bad all around. This team is less than the sum of its fairly average parts, and we get outfought every game. I think we'll be really good next year, but after that, I think that's it for Cal, and I'm okay with it. I, I think that's where I'm at, too. Uh, mm-hmm. We a, a buddy of mine who's a big U.K. fan, he tweeted me, or over the weekend, and then he made a thread on Cats Illustrated. And you're just like, why aren't media members saying exactly what they want with this Calipari situation? I, I don't think I don't. I, I think well, it's somewhat fair to some degree. I, I saw that that, that I, question. I don't want Cal fired. That's why I don't call for him being fired. I don't want him fired. Um, but I do think after next year, it does seem just like a good, good, good stopping point to go in a different direction. It's also different to be. Uh... Like calling for somebody to be fired has more like I, I don't want to act like I'm uh, you know Christ Almighty over here, but it does carry more weight if you're a local media member. You're like you're. No, nah, I, I think people need to make their like if you think that the basketball program would be better off with somebody, I think it's to- totally all but, right but to it, say that. It but it also like it, it takes a certain level of confidence. Like I was saying, Rich Scangarello had to go when I was confident. And for some, it was too late. Like, even in the Vanderbilt game, they will say, well, you should have been doing this beforehand. But, like, the Vanderbilt game, it was abundantly clear that it was time for Rich to go. 
Yeah. And I said that then. So but, like, that, but like I, with I, Cal, it's not abundantly clear. In, in, at least in my mind. Like, I'm not... Like, it, it's fair bad, enough. but in my mind, it's not abundantly clear that Kentucky has to fire John Calipari because, yes, it is his fault, and this is too bad, and it's not up to the standard, but, like, I also... Give, you see the class coming in, right? Yeah, and I give tend to give Cal the benefit of the doubt, and I think that, like, Cal finally will have some guys that are his guys. But something definitely seems just off with the program. The team doesn't seem as prepared. They don't seem like they're having as much fun. Um, but I, I just want that recruiting class, and I've been abundantly clear and transparent with where I stand on where things stand with the program that I want to see next year, and then I'm I'm an open book to whatever happens happens after that. And I'll need to see how next year goes, and I may be I may be right there with you. I've made my stance very clear on UK's baseball program, which by the way we're gonna have Derek Terry on tomorrow. Oh, nice. The Batcats give us a baseball preview. Oh yeah, the Batcats start their season on Friday, I believe. So I saw they got new black uniforms that are pretty cool, and they shouted out my buddy, who's their equipment manager. Oh nice, one of D Sales finest. So okay, pretty cool. He got, he got him some black uniforms. So the Sales has to play Western in the district tournament. Oh, the coin flip. Yeah. Oh yeah, there was coin flip drama. So win, quickly, winner, winner go home. They had a uh, that stinks. The, yeah. So long story short, there's five teams in their district, and this is. Like, not being a homer, but, like, it's one of the toughest districts in all of the state because every team, I think, finished 3-2 and two with wins over Fern Creek. So there was one – that was the one common denominator. They all had to flip a coin between Butler, Western, DeSales, and I want to say – it was either Doss or Iroquois. I think yeah. – yeah. One uh, of those two. One of those two. But the one seed would be huge because then you only have to win – one game mm-hmm. to get to the where you're in the regional. Instead, so they lost a coin toss, and now they're going to play Western. Yeah, the winner of Western to sales will get into the region tournament. The loser goes home. Whew. And of course, the winner will play in the district championship. But, but district West, Western, very good. Yeah, um, Butler gets the bye, and they'll play the winner at Doss and PRP. And Butler, many people would say they're the worst of the of the teams um, in that bunch. But um, DeSales laid an egg against Butler, and they played their best game against Western. So if I'm an odds maker, I'm making Western a big favorite. Okay. Western's good. That's that's tough. They're good, and they laid a huge egg against DeSales. Like, that was one of DeSales' best game of the season. So chances of that repeating, not high. Texter says, I can understand wanting Cal fired as long as you also understand he's not going to be. Yeah, that's another. That's a whole different conversation, going back to my buddy who's tweeting and put it on message board. Right, like he's just, right. It's not happening, so I also think you probably have some media members be like, why make a huge stink about this? Be that guy right. when we know it's not going to happen. Especially this year where it's $44 million, you you've got say. next year coming in. Like, is even though how much more palatable is $35 million or whatever it might be? It is a lot more palatable than... It is $10 million. Uh, And you're going to bring in the, debatably the best class he's ever brought in. Debatably. A texter says, It's difficult to talk about last year in the context of the last three seasons. Obviously, it's what you do in March that people remember, but saying it's been nothing but terrible since COVID is not accurate. And it also sucks when people have to like lump in they haven't won since 2019. Like, the 2020 team most likely would have won multiple tournament games. Maybe even six of them. Not out of the realm of possibility with that group. Uh, but it, but it's just COVID's a realization. It did happen. I hate to say it, but I'm done with this roster. There are three, maybe four guys I'd like to see back. 
Another texter says, I get to I get why a lot of folks want Cal to explain the issues and answer questions, but there's realistically nothing he can say to make anyone feel better. Kirby says, another game, another instance of players refusing to make plays when we need them. Totally agree, Kirby. Like it was there for the taking. <laughs> yeah, it really take, was. Take over. Yeah. Reeves refuses to hit threes that matter. Case I'm not gonna I'm gonna give Reeves a pass. Because without him, oh, Saturday would have been so bad. Kaysen gives up layups instead of fouling or trying to block the shot. Toppin loses the ball mid-dribble on biggest possessions. It's just absolute ineptitude from our players. No fight, no gumption. Absolute, absolutely disgusting. These players are making a lot of money. They have to perform better. Pitiful. Kirby wasn't happy. Yeah, Toppin just losing the ball is something I, I would like to not see happen. Uh, Kirby says, how many games are we going to lose because we have players that opt out? What's going on this year? I've never seen so many players sit out that can, that then can play but don't want to play and then can play fine the next game. Kirby says, upon Rouch's article about Cal and National Players of the Year not winning tournament games, I believe that he's been vocal. He's a flawed National Player of the Year at best. Uh, at center, in the center alone in the Cal era, who are you taking over Oscar right now for this season? I'm going AD, Bam, Noel, Willie Cauley-Stein, Boogie, Carl, and... Junior Nick Richards, maybe. No, I think and Isaiah Jackson and Akari are debatable at this it's point. It's such a bad take. Only AD one <laughs> player of the year. There are levels to this. Dude, is is he almost broke the single-season UK rebounding record from the 50s. Like, you see through the, the trees in the forest here. Like, okay, yes. Would this team be better with a rim protector? Of course they would. Yes, Oscar has his limitations, but he also has the greatest strength of all of those guys. Like, stop. Like, I know that Oscar has been bad as of late, but come on, people. Come would, the hell on. I would take AD and Willie, May- sophomore or junior Willie for sure. Yeah, junior Willie. Boogie, Boogie Carl. And that's it. I Bam would, Noel. Bam wasn't good until, like, February. People forget that. He was very up and down. Noel shot blocking with this team I think would maybe be a benefit for this group. Think you could? I think you could live with that. We're out of time. I love you getting so fired up right when the show ends, though. We need to save that. Never takes. Like I, I get Oscar has been bad this year and things are spiraling, but like you cannot overlook what he did. And actually, twenty and fourteen, we're just kind of like, okay, that was a okay. Like Oscar's the reason why this team's bad, yet he's got twenty and fourteen. Like that is a little ridiculous. It's a little ridiculous here. He's the one guy who's at least trying. Even if it's not great, it's not perfect. He's trying out there. All right, we got to get going. Uh, we got a lot more text. We'll figure out what we're going to do with them. Everybody have a great Valentine's Day. Shout out to my wife, my daughter. I'll throw my mom in there. Uh, Valentine's girls, you all are the best. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Shout out Walmart girl. Yeah, Walmart girl, get a shout out. She don't deserve it. Yeah. 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 Come on.